Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Fundamentals of Christian Living, Part 4. This is the last segment of a four-part series talking about winning the Christianity game. The Holy Spirit has been helping us to come to the realization that it is an active and deliberate lifestyle. Let us create a scenario. You're on the north shore of a huge lake. Not only is it large, but at some points it is very deep, as much as a hundred feet. Sometimes it gets windy and rough. When you want to get over to the south side where you live, and there is a boat sitting by the shore, and you enter the boat because you want to get to your destination. The boat is tied to a huge post, which means you have to untie the boat. The boat's engine is in good condition, but you have to turn it on. The boat is not automatic, so you will have to sit behind the steering wheel. I know this may all sound ridiculous, but guess what? You have to untie the boat, turn the engine on, steer the boat in order to get to the other side. That is the same way with Christianity. You have things to do. No one can do it for you. I could stand on the shore and communicate with you on the boat radio, but there comes a time when you have to do what I tell you or else you won't get to the north side where you live. Let us look at Ephesians 5, 15-20, and I promise you to keep it short and direct. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. My friend, there's nothing automatic about being a Christian. You have to make decisions that will convert into action. Careless actions are the results of poor decisions. Each of us needs to be wise in making our decisions, and you make wise decisions when you know the facts of the situation. In our case, we're living in a world of darkness, lifestyle, behaviors, affiliations that are all hostile to the Christians. But it is not all hopeless. Be wise in how you live in this world. Don't allow yourself to just drift. Think before you act. Think of consequences. Think of whether you are going to do something that will honor or dishonor God. As much as is possible, be wise. Do, not, do you see what I am saying? God wants each of us to be wise, not foolish. The unwise Christian is in trouble from day one. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. The map that every Christian must be familiar with is the will of the Lord. Come on, don't be a smart aleck. You know what God's will is for you when it comes to sexual immorality. You know what God's will is for you when it comes to impurity. You know what God's will is when it comes to greed. You're invited to engage in some activity. You don't gain sympathy by saying that your friend made you an offer you could not refuse. That doesn't work with God because you know what the will of the Lord is, right? <laughs> Let him guide you in all things. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks in God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You and I know about wine. It tastes good and it creates certain desirable feelings in your body. 
I'm no expert on wine, so I can't speak to the nutritional value. But we all know that wine is good, and some of you know good wine from ordinary wine, and which wine to drink on which occasion. The wine bottle is on the shelf, and you are sitting at the table. Somebody has to set the wine at the table, preferably with a wine glass, and it has to be poured out. I have found out that wine doesn't make you drunk. Someone has to pour the wine, someone has to drink it, and someone has to drink two, three, four glasses of wine. The wine is innocent. So when we get drunk, when we are engaged in crazy actions, don't blame the wine. Don't blame the person who set the table. Blame you. You were the one who drank the wine. Was it a wise decision when you are drunk and behaving in a way that you are ashamed of when you hear about it the next day? Ah, uh, I don't think so. Let me say something about the spirit. You are filled with the spirit based on your action. If you want to speak to others in psalms and spiritual songs, if you want to sing and make music to the Lord, you have to act. You have to drink the spirit. Many of us blame God for not filling us with the Spirit, but think again. The Spirit is there, but you have to access Him. You have to drink the Spirit. We drink the Spirit when we engage the Spirit. We drink the Spirit when we make the decision that I want to be filled with the Spirit. And so I spend time in prayer and reading the Word of God and allowing the Spirit to enter into my spiritual body and begin to work. You will never be filled with the Spirit because you say that you're a Christian. You will never be filled by simply sitting in church and not engaging with the Spirit. You will not be filled with the Spirit because you are on the choir or you are the head usher at church. You have to make the decision and act on the decision to drink the Spirit. Drink and be filled. When you're filled, all these wonderful things will begin to happen to you and for you. You and I have work to do, my friend, but it is good work that will result in us being good Christians. Like the boat scenario earlier, make the first step by getting into the boat. Make the first step now by choosing to be a successful Christian. Start by seeking after God.